It's a wait. What if during what if in the Power Rangers, like one of the five Rangers, like when they're morphing, just had like a really grotesque morph, where it's like like pterodactyl, triceratops, saber tooth tiger, and then like tyrannosaurus, just like just like sandwiched in the middle. Oh man, that would be horrible. Yeah, would you be down? Pterodactyl. Triceratops. No. Pus. <laughs> so much pus. Yeah. <laughs> Help me. Like, like Rangers. That. Like Hazordon, what's yeah. up? Like Aah! Like Steve, are you okay? Like, there's so much pus. Yeah. My skin hurts. <laughs> like it's morphin time. Triceratops, like Steve, you're really interrupted. The morph, like my eyes are pussing. Are these boils? Why is my morph so brutal? Like, oh, fuck. yeah, that guy had to get cut from the team. He didn't end up on the final. Uh, on the, you know, he got cut in the uh, cutting room floor. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> the purple ranger. I feel like that's who Alpha was. I feel like Alpha was like yeah. a ranger whose transformation was so gross. They're like, can you just be like a robot? <laughs> Yeah, he's um, like the fifth beetle. Yeah, <laughs> who was like who? Ravi Shankar. He's the Ravi Shankar yeah, I don't of even know. <laughs> some fucking dude who blew it. Well, you know Ravi Shankar, right? Yeah, he's that. He wasn't the fifth beetle. I'm talking about the guy that like. Oh, the guy like, who right died like a couple Beatles years got ago. Hella big. Yes. No, he didn't get di- didn't didn't he just get kicked off? I mean, okay, so the fifth beetle, I think, is sort of like a honorary, like, knighting title that's given to anyone. I don't know which one you're talking There's, like, the guy who, like, helped them produce records. There's, like, Ravi Shankar or whatever. Like, these are all called the fifth beetle, but who is the one you're thinking of specifically? I'm talking about the dude that got kicked out of the band right before they they came to America. I don't right? know. If, didn't that, didn't I don't know about Pete that Best. one. Pete Best. Oh, Pete Best my God. The, the original drummer of the Beatles. That's so sad. Like, the LaToya to the Beatles' Destiny's Child. Like, yikes. Yeah. Dude, that sucks. That's so- Can you imagine just being like, yeah, this band's not for me two years later? Like, um, okay. I feel like you, that would definitely suck. I feel like you could definitely make a career off of being that guy, though, you know? Now. Like, you could just now go you around could. to <laughs> schools. Yeah, yeah. You could just go around to schools and be like, this is how sad my life is. I was the guy that left the Beatles right before they got big. Absolutely. In 2017, yes. In 2017, you could make an entire career out of formerly being in a band that would go on to be the most important band of the 20th century. (laughs) You could literally build a career off of your failure. (laughs) Yeah, you could do a Netflix thing. It's true. America and the new century is all about failing upward. (laughs) Totally, totally. Um, Yeah, falling up. Falling up. Yeah, we're falling up. Um, That's for Mm -hmm. sure. Um, speaking of, hello, America. Hello, America. This, Welcome to the Good Friends Podcast. This is episode... Um, I want to say... <laughs> uh, 87? Seven? Yeah. <laughs> this is episode is right? 80... Um, seven. Yeah, what if the whole episode was us, was us just trying to figure is that it right? out? This is episode 80. <laughs> um, is this all right? I think, what is that? Um, what? Yeah. Does our voice get tired? <laughs> like 80s! Like, yeah, it's 87. 
Um, we should have an episode where we speak so high that it's actually completely quiet, but dogs hear it everywhere. Right. <laughs> right. We become the biggest dog podcast. Yeah, dog cast. Thank you so much to our yeah. dog fans out there. We couldn't do without you, literally, because no one else can hear it. Um, you guys, we have so much to talk about today. We want to talk about, um, we want to reassess all of the things that we guessed would be big this summer. We want to talk about, like, a boxing match with, uh, that I guess is, like, a big deal. But. Yeah. We're going to open by talking about, um. Oh. Wait. Rod. Oh, yeah. What's up? We have another bit of. Good friends, breaking news. GFBN? Yeah, GFBN. Crazy, crazy. Good friends, breaking news. Good friends, breaking news. Good friends, breaking news. This just in, breaking news. The Nazi Barbie herself, Taylor Swift, has dropped a new single. Yeah. So, <laughs> what do you think? Um, nothing. Should we just move right along? <laughs> Look. I don't know. I, it, I, it was pretty bad. I think it's pretty well understood in the Good Friends shared you cinematic universe. Her. I loathe her. <laughs> okay, like. You don't really like her. Yeah, I guess you could call me not a fan. I prefer to call myself um, her future assassin. Like, I hate Taylor Swift. I don't hate her. It's this is, this is one of the few instances. Usually what I say is like, I don't hate them as a person. Like, I just don't like their art. I don't like them as an artist. For me, like, Taylor's fine as an artist. I loathe her personhood. <laughs> okay? I, I hate her. She's so, I just know exactly who she is. I think she's so frustrating. I think she's so problematic. She's so fake. She's like the Ivanka of pop music, okay? Like, I don't believe any of the bullshit that comes out of her mouth. She's so, like, yeah, I just, I don't even, like, where's she been? Where's she been for the last year? Anyone? Where, oh, yeah. Where's this fake-ass feminist <laughs> been during this, like, America's quiet dip into fascism? No word? Really? Yeah. It's like her base uh, audience. Yeah, definitely. She, she I mean, can't piss her, off middle of, middle of the country. She can't, and in fact, she timed her release well because shortly after the rise of the white supremacists, Taylor Swift drops a new single. A coincidence? Huh? Like literally, the song <laughs> the song is called "Okay." Look what you made me Look. do. <laughs> and tell yeah. me that's not the rallying Ooh. cry of the alt right, just like begging to happen. Okay. Look. <laughs> Question: Don't you think? For our own sake, we should maybe ease up on the T Swift criticism because what if she's on our show once? You know what? You're right. That I, could get awkward. I'm gonna take my feet off the gas because envisioning <laughs> a post Margot Robbie Good Friends podcast, it's a different universe. Who knows? Taylor might be it sitting face to face and I may have to confront her. <laughs> and I don't want it to be too toxic. You're right. I'm gonna ease it back and say that I just really dislike her. And maybe don't call her. Look, maybe yeah. Don't, don't call know. her what's, Nazi what's Barbie. Not as bad. The, is it okay to be KKK Barbie? Is that not as bad as Nazi Barbie? I think I'm. I'm leaning towards alt right Barbie. She to me seems alt-right like Barbie. she's kind of giving me alt right vibes. Like, um, do you thi- <laughs> am I wrong? Do you think she like? Do you think she is upset about 
thedailystormer.com getting <laughs> pulled from its uh, from its uh, fucking URL, whatever it is. Yeah, I bet she is because she's probably name. one of like the primary like funders of that site, right? She probably writes with like a yeah. fake byline. She probably has a column there. Yeah. Yeah, did you, uh, yeah, I could probably, I could see her being like, my problem with the Jews by Sailor Twift. And it's like, girl, yeah. um, something's. <laughs> Sailor Twift. Yeah, like something's up. <laughs> like, I like, uh, I like black people. I just like my car radios more by Sailor Twift. Mm. Like, mm, girl. Do you, so what, what were your actual thoughts when you listened to this, to that, to that song? All right, where do I start? Number one, it sounds just like I'm Too Sexy. <laughs> like, literally, the chorus the, sounds just like I'm Too Sexy, so I don't know what to do with that. Like, I'm Too Sexy for My Pants? Yeah. It's the same, like, it's literally, like, the, the melody is identical. <laughs> what fucking song did I listen to? I listened to some song called... Uh, it's called Look it. What You Made Me Do. Yeah, but it, like, it, it was so, it was so, like, not... What I was expecting. What were you it expecting? Like what did you hear? Hold on. I'm bringing it up. I was expecting to, to first some, like, poppy pop hit. And it's, like, this, like, hate letter to, I don't know, Kanye West or, like... It seems like Katie a Kanye... It, no, it seems like a Kanye diss to me. Like, maybe Beyonce? No, I think it's Kanye. It the, sounds like I'm too sexy? Listen to the chorus. Literally play it right now. Who's Odd. Odd? I don't know. Oh, the person who, like, produced this song? I don't know. Who cares? Like, literally, who are these people? Anyone will work with her. Literally, anyone will work with her. You God. She doesn't like her. She doesn't like whoever this song is about. It's about Kanye. She doesn't like how he laughs when he lies. Mm. And how he said the gun was hers. Mm. She doesn't like him. Wait for this chorus. Uh, this is this is bad. This is oh yeah, I guess that's what you mean. Like it's so bad. Like that line where she says, "I checked it once and then I checked it twice." Yeah, like your Santa or something. I yeah. okay. I don't even know where to start. So first of all, I do think it's a diss to Kanye West. I mean, I don't like your slanted stage. That to me seems like a reference to Kanye's like floating stage during the St. Pablo tour, right? Like to a degree at least. Uh, um, pretty direct. Yeah, it feels pretty direct to me. Also, like the thing that caused the Taylor Swift like media blackout was like we haven't really heard from her since that like Kim like, drop of, like, the snap the Snapchat videos of her on the phone right. with Kanye. We literally haven't heard from her since right. then. Including around right. the election, which I will never forgive her right. for, in case there's any right. doubt. Um, right. So I think the song is definitely, you know, what I knew that whatever song we got was gonna, it was either gonna, like, I didn't know Be for, shitty. yeah, I, well, no, that's, like, separate, but I'm, because oh. everything she touches oh. is shitty. But um, I knew, like, it had to engage somehow with, like, the, the criticisms of her, like, the only way for Taylor Swift to, like, re-enter the world after she's been sort of, like, shamed as, a, as like, a figure was, uh, was like, to sort of have a really vaguely, like, meta idea of, like, how people view her, right? The whole song is sort of about, like, her being a villain as a result of, like, other people. That's what it sounds like to me. But, number one, it sounds like sounds a... Like she's it sounds like a Lord song. It sounds like a pushing, bad Lord song, 
honestly. Yeah. This it like does. weird sort of like repetition and like she doesn't have an interesting enough voice for I don't know. I just like I find her I, She should pivot back to country, dude. Yeah, well it's funny because everyone is sort of doing the reverse Taylor Swift. She went from this sort of like yeah. authentic country to this like big brassy pop and everyone else is trying to like move the other direction and become more authentic and go into like guitar like you have kesha you had gaga you have like i don't know if that's really what katie Katy perry didn't really try to do that but even miley Miley miley's doing it right like so she's sort of like going you know every they're sort of like ships in the night they're kind of like her she's passing everybody else in like a lot of different even beyonce kind of did it right like lemonade is sort of you know it's a more it's a more politically charged reasoning for her dipping into like more guitar forward sounds because it's sort of a kind of almost like an ancestral return to New Orleans tradition, Southern traditions, but it still fits tidally yeah. within that box of like, here's an artist good who point. made this type of music and is now doing something like this. Um, really good point. But Taylor is like definitely like, had to sort of like switch things up in some degree i don't really know just like i'm gonna try to remove my like thoughts on taylor and just approach this as like a piece of pop music that an artist is putting out to signal a new era i don't think that there's a really clear indication of like what her sound is going to be she's definitely staying in pop people are like some reviews are like citing this beat as like industrial and like dark which is like the most fucking insane thing i've ever heard like just because it's like sort of stripped down and echoey and like the chorus doesn't build but instead sort of like drops doesn't mean it's industrial music like give me an actual break like these are real genres mm-hmm. and she's not doing anything interesting it sounds like a garbage ass like I don't know like euro pop song I don't know. <laughs> it could be then she could be the next Trent Reznor I don't know imagine, <laughs> imagine if the next David Fincher soundtrack was conducted by Taylor Swift <laughs> <laughs> Or like Taylor's big announcement, yeah. like after my like pop masterpiece 1989, I'm very excited yeah. to announce that I will be doing a completely ambient drone album. <laughs> like, uh-huh, like <laughs> like um like for sure. Yeah, yeah. And then she gets addicted to methadone. Like, why do I hate her so much? It's really intense. Uh, it's really intense. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I don't know. You you articulate your your reasoning well, and uh, you know, but I don't like think that anybody can say anything to you about your your uh, feelings about tea shit about tea shit. Like, I just find I just cannot. I don't know. I've never felt this way about some celebrity that I don't know. I've never authentically like hated someone so much, <laughs> and I don't know what it's because to people do with can this. be. She's like. No, it's because people can be, like, super passive-aggressive on social media now. So, like, make you know, she's, like, passive-aggressive on social media, wouldn't you say? Yeah, I would say that she definitely has, like, a kind of, like, I'm not acknowledging this, but I'll definitely, like, hint. I mean, that's her whole brand. Like, right. I'm not writing about yeah. boys I've dated, but, like, yes, I am. You know, like, her whole thing is yeah. passive-aggressive. So, I find that annoying. Mm-hmm. I find her Yeah, I mean, whatever. Yeah, I don't. I'm not. I don't get as pissed at her as you do. But like, whatever. That's cool. You can get pissed. But like, isn't she just like the worst? Ex- isn't she like the best and worst example of like how pop stars manipulate politics? Like, I really just don't know how to separate this idea of Taylor Swift like adopting feminism exclusively with a squad of white models. May I add, and then actually like abandoning 
any sort of political discourse in this moment. Like, are we really supposed to just be okay with that? I just don't understand. Probably ha- I mean, look, it probably happens way more than you or I realize. It's just she's bad that she gets, like, caught at it. I just think that you shouldn't right? be allowed to, like, engage with politics at all if you're not going to actually engage. Like, politics can't just be... Um, What's the word? Like, what's the word? Like, an aspirational brand. Like, pol- like real politics are messy, and they're not always, like, meant to make you feel good. So I don't think you, like, deserve to be able to, like, parade around feminist ideals if you're that, like, once it's, like, fashionable and when there's, like, a good brand to it, and then just sort of, like, decide it's not for you in a moment where it's actually important. I don't know. I just think, I just think it's actually despicable. And I don't, I, I don't think, think it's, we should just, allow it. <laughs> look... I think that we vote with our wallets. I agree with you. I think it's really shitty that when people try to monetize shit like uh, politics or whatever, that's annoying. Always annoying. But it ha- I think it happens probably, but it, I think it probably happens way more than we realize, honestly. I mean, what are politicians? They probably are doing this. I mean, they're, you know, shitty politicians out there. Yeah, I mean, it's all shady. It's all shady. I mean, I, I don't know. It's just sort of like, you know what it is? You know what I think drives me crazy about it? It's like, yes, it happens she's all the time. She's bad at it. That's what drives you crazy. Yeah, it's bad. She's bad at hiding it. It's so transparent how, yeah. like, little her engagement, how little integrity she has as a political figure. You know what I mean? Like, that's the thing that drives me yeah. crazy. Like, the I mean, act, like, like how you can you be quiet Katie, right now? I don't get it. <laughs> wouldn't, like, well, okay, so, like, look at Katy Perry. She's done the opposite. She's kind of, like been out loud and stuff like that. Yes. And she might not be as hated, but it's still as corny, wouldn't you say? Yes, yes. Okay, so that's a really, yeah, no, of course. And it's funny because they're, like, rivals or whatever, right? So it's kind of funny to put them in conversation together in that way. I mean, I yeah. think, like, in some ways, Katie is, like, the archetypical, like, both Katie and Taylor are, like, the archetypical political white girl in these, like, different ways. I mean, not not that, like, this binary is exclusive. Like, there's obviously, like, incredibly intelligent, actually engaged, empathetic white women in politics, like, obviously. But... You have Taylor, who is sort of like this hyper curated, you know, only political when it's convenient type of feminist. I mean, she quite literally is like Ivanka in that way, right? Like she's literally like embodying like, you know, all of like the, you know, things that make women powerful and independent in 2017, but with like little to zero context. Like she exists in a vacuum. It's as if we're just meant to like observe her with no, no connection to anything. And Katie, like for all of her messiness is at least is like that other type of person who is like kind of digging herself in a hole with everything she says. But like that processing <laughs> is kind of like part of it in some way, you know, and yeah, it's like, it's totally like messy and it's embarrassing, but it's not offensive. You know, like I think that all this, anything about all the things about Katy Perry to me, n- none of them are offensive. I don't find her to be like an offensive person. Yeah. I think this whole witness album thing, this whole like woke music moment is like, has just been, like, bad. But in some ways, it's also been exactly the things she wanted to do, which was kind of, like, depict her own sort of, like, slow engagement with politics. And I think the thing that is admirable, in spite of how shitty she is at it, is that she's not <laughs> she's not presenting herself as having figured it out. Like, the whole thing, like... Like, I think she... What Katy Perry does is she's like, I'm figuring it out. Like, I've just kind of awakened, awoken to this political moment, and, like, this is my processing. And I think she thinks that it's sort of, like... 
that we're going to go, oh, like, great. But instead, most people are like, yikes. Mm. Like, bitch, like, stop making a spectacle of your education. <laughs> but, like, that is what that process looks like. Like, she just she just thinks it's right. a cuter, more precious thing. But, like, it still is inherently, like, she is doing that work. And it looks the way it looked to me when someone in, like, college did it, which was, you know what I mean? Whereas with Taylor, it's just, so, like, it's, I don't know, it's unacceptable. And, like, yeah, I don't know. And this is why, and I've said this before, but... This is why Kanye was correct in snatching that award from Taylor. I mean, he wasn't correct in his behavior because I think that's like still shitty and no one should, like there's no situation which I was like cheering that. I also didn't hate her then, but whatever. But like he understood intrinsically. I, I didn't hate her then. I really had no opinion of Taylor you, Swift. You, yeah, I know you. You cheered. You just say it. Like, bitch, I did not cheer. I didn't even know who she was. Okay. I was like, who is this gear? Right. But in my I feel like my, <laughs> the, my subconscious was like, yes. Like the goblin came out, but I just didn't know how to like acknowledge it yet. But those yeah. two artists are exa- are exactly each other's opposite. Like, and Kanye has put them in conversation with each other brilliantly because they're both curated. The way they approach politics is like it is presentational, and it is not, you know, like Beyonce is political only in the sense that she is sort of like a political like prop. She sort of like curates like a montage of the ways in which like her personal life and, like, the broader political world, like, meet, you know? And it just happens that she's dipping into a richer history because, like, a, like black history in America is a really complicated thing, and you can actually, like, just present, like, a sinking police New Orleans, like, New Orleans car, like a, like, a police car from New Orleans, like, sinking into the water, and you can connect that to, like, images of, like, Trayvon's mother, like, holding a picture of him. You know what I mean? Like, those two images, you know, she's not writing, like, a thesis here, and I don't find it to be, like, a deep connection, but, like, the connection's immediate. Like, yes, there is a failure to, like, for, like, the systems of America to protect both of these communities, both of these people, both of these institutions, right? But Taylor, it's like, what? She just, like, stands on a stage with Gigi Hadid and is like, women should be able to do anything. Like, there's no... There's no grace to her politics. And I just don't understand how, like, how she gets away with this. All this is getting so far from the fact, like, this song is garbage. But, like, I can't even talk about these. The song these. sucks. The song sucks. The song, like, it just, the I don't know. The song fucking sucks. And it's not a grower. I refuse to believe that this song is going to grow on me. It's just so, like, annoying. When are you going to listen to this? It's 100% show, 0% grow. Yeah. <laughs> it's literally the little okay. penis of songs, I would say. What you see is what you get. Ugh, a really good, underrated Britney B-side. What you see is what you get. This is me. Hey, you. If you want me, don't forget. You love that one? You know it. You know it well. Don't play me. Yeah, she didn't. Whatever. It's funny thinking back to Britney Spears. It felt like she didn't have any agency. Right? Like, whereas (laughs) now these singers are like, in charge of everything dude it's really interesting right i was thinking about that too not in not in relation to britney but in relation to the dixie chicks like that was crazy that was crazy that moment where like the dixie chicks do you remember when they were like dissed george w bush and were like banned from radio (laughs) yeah that was like crazy crazy to me like that was like barely that wasn't even like that was like 15 years ago, like 10 years ago, right? Yeah. It was like 2000, or maybe it was a little more than that, but oh, I can't yeah. believe it. wrote that war song, right? 
I they like they said that they were ashamed that the president of the United States was from Texas, which Oof. I don't know. That is brave to me. <laughs> the they're very brave to me. Like their audience is not is quite literally just Middle America. It's country music. Like Taylor at this point, like. The thing that also makes me angry is like, yeah, she has her base to worry about, but she's a global pop star. Like at the end of the day, she has the ability to say things and like not really sacrifice anything. You know, like I'm yeah. sorry that like Indiana yeah. is going to be angry, but you're Taylor Swift. Like get over it. Yeah, you have Japan. Dude. You have China. Yeah. yeah, Japan. All of Japan. Like get over it. Oh my gosh. She's such like a money hungry little whatever. <laughs> What would you do if she if she just walked into your room right now and said, "Excuse me"? Really? I would go, "Oh my fucking god, Taylor Swift! Oh my god, my fucking god! Give me a napkin! Give me a napkin!" I would like rip everything I have to have her autograph it and like weep. <laughs> and then she'd walk out, and I'd be like, "Um, bitch, <laughs> oh, whatever." <laughs> I'm so fake. <laughs> Like, uh, yeah, would you use her to, to gain power and then like double cross her? Oh, you, I would absolutely house of cards her. If I, if I could like really just like <laughs> quickly figure it out, I would like befriend her, charm her, work yeah. my way into her yeah. inner circle, be like good friends and a yeah. confidant for like a year, year and a half, slowly turn all of her friends against her, spread all of yeah. the facts that she told me about her, um, and right. then kind of like cause her undoing from the inside. Right. Yeah. yeah you got it. Yeah. Definitely House of Cards in it is the way to go. I think so. revenge on Taylor Swift. Basically, yeah. I would make it so that I cause such a like mental snap that the only place she can retreat is the alt-right and like the growing white supremacist so I can prove myself right. Like I'm going to wow. kind of, I'm going to so kind of create would, my would, own theory. <laughs> So you would backdoor Taylor Swift into becoming a white supremacist. Exactly. Exactly. Or I would be like Taylor, like I would con my way into being her manager and then I would book her a concert and have it be at a white supremacist rally and make sure the press was there. (laughs) That's what I would do. Right. Hey, Taylor, can you put on this uh, red armband and uh, yeah, maybe comb your hair (laughs) over just a little bit? Yeah. Taylor, you won't believe this. I just booked an amazing, right. like, acoustic unplugged show in front of this, like, cool statue. And then, like, when she got right. there, it would be, like, a Robert E. Lee statue. And he'd be like, sorry, bitch. You messed with the yeah. wrong snake. You got to tell her that you, she's got to focus on three colors, red, black, and white. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like that's the international fascist tricolor. Most definitely. I'd be like, check out this awesome like cool chinese symbol for peace and just like hope that she's too dumb to realize it's the swastika right god i i can't but anyways so this song is everyone's gonna listen to it it. but i don't like it i think it's like really desperate and try hard and that's it (laughs) it sounds deranged and like she's been like thinking about something way too much yeah this yeah this it's like a unabomber song she's so deranged she's literally like recording it in a shack like like, yeah she does it sounds like she's wrote it in crayon in a binder paper in the dark wearing a hoodie like i don't like your silly shoes like losing her mind like she's so crazy yeah yeah, totally. That's absolutely what she's doing. I need to go to therapy and process my feelings on her. I need I need to, like, flush my body of this hatred. <laughs> oh, that's so nice, dude. I gotta work through it. It's toxic. It's cancerous. <laughs> it is. 
Um, I did pray to the eclipse though that um she fall. I said, please, like moon that crosses the sun today, make sure that Taylor goes away. Spirits from across the skies come before my very (laughs) eyes. And then I slit my palm and put it in like a vat of olive oil and like shook it around and had three Romanian orphans sip it and throw up into a campfire. And when the fire went I looked up at the You're sky and I was, up. and I said, "It is done." You're fucked up, man. That's um, dark. It's it was the eclipse. Things were crazy on Monday. <laughs> Sorry, babe. Sorry, you missed it. That was what the that's what happens during an eclipse. Yeah. Heard of it? I missed the eclipse. It's eclipse season. It was super overcast all throughout the Bay Area. And I wasn't about to fucking drive it to Fairfield to watch the shitty eclipse. <laughs> um, we watched it with like seven pairs of sunglasses on top of each other, but I was too scared to even like do it because I didn't want sun damage. So I just like peeked at it like a little bitch and then like ran away. <laughs> did you see anything cool? I did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it like worked, but I was just too scared that these like shitty sunglasses were not going to protect me from like UV rays. So I didn't like look long enough, but I looked at it three different times at three different stages and it like, it was like pretty awesome. I won't lie. It was pretty cool. Hmm. I think you're trying to embellish a little bit to make me feel bad that I didn't see anything. I mean, it was just like, it was like one of the most moving things I've ever seen in my life. So no, you didn't even know there's no way it was, it was, it was was incredible. Um, we should move on if we even can. It's hard to shake. It was one of those types of experiences. Isn't it stupid how much, isn't it, wait, wait, isn't it dumb how much content there was on the internet about the fucking eclipse? It's really funny. It's funny just like how much we, I mean, I personally love things that like everyone's obsessed with. I love kind of a, an event like that, but it was so much eclipse coverage, like so much. a fuck ton of it. It was so funny. It was so extra, but you know, eclipse, eclipses come but once every like few years. There's one literally coming in like eight years apparently. There's one in a year? Eight years or something. Oh, eight years? Eight I'm years. fucking good, man. Wait, next eclipse. The Trump administration takes place between two eclipses. What do we do with that? That's that's Mercury in retrograde, right, dog? <laughs> it's not what that is, but I'll take it. Mercury is in currently in retrograde, though. Uh, yeah, January 5th and 6th, 2019, solar eclipse partial, but uh, not to us. Fuck. Oh, to who? Only to the East Asia. Mm, on my way. Um, oh, 2019, South, what? The South in North America and much of South America, total solar eclipse. 2019, that's that in one. two years. Yeah, it's going to see that one. Another one in Eastern Europe, going to be there then, so oh, that's good. You're going to go to, yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. So. Should I be, so, should I become an eclipse chaser, like it. a tornado chaser? Right. <laughs> so boring. <laughs> I'm like so super sunburned and like literally blind. <laughs> good, good news, you guys. I saw the latest eclipse. Yeah. Bad news. I can't see anything else. <laughs> I'm serious. Yeah. Help. Um, <laughs> yeah. Should we discuss, should we do a reassessment of our things of the summer? Yeah. Here's, here's a, here's a, here's a breaking news uh, fucking segment. We got our summer picks wrong. Yeah. <laughs> Well, you know what? You Did can't we get win them one all. Right? What were what were no. our picks? Do you remember them? Uh, we definitely picked "I'm the One" for "Song of the Summer." Right. Decidedly not the winner. That was not a bad guess, but 
It was. It's not the winner. Not a bad guess. Not a winner. Who would you say the winner of the best song or of the summer song of twenty seventeen? What is it? So I would say for the last <laughs> month. So it's. I'd say it, it was neck and neck between two songs for about a month and a half, which was Wild Things, the DJ Khaled Rihanna Santana sampling yes. song, and then the other is um, mm. Despacito. The just with or without Justin Bieber. I don't know which one. I think the Justin Bieber one is the one that's like been at the top. The without the one's the original one. Yes. And then Bieber's like, ooh, this is hot. And, and then hopped on, on it. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He did his like Drake yeah. thing, which was like bites something that's like mildly popular. Um, mm. But the third song that has really snuck up and I think is like, I think it's like filling out this like holy trinity of songs of the summer is Cardi B's Bodak Yellow. That song is everywhere bodak yellow you haven't heard this track cardi b yeah i've heard it i think it's everywhere and it's charting it it somehow got up to number three on billboard no no it's one that's like little bitch you can't fuck with me if you wanted to these expect you know that song play it right now it's so good Money moves. It's everywhere. Cardi B. Who's fucking Cardi B? So what's really funny is I've been following Cardi B on Instagram for like a year, year and a half now. She's just sort of one of these like kind of loving. She was on Love and Hip Hop recently. Like she's gotten popular on Instagram for having like really like just she's really funny. She has a great personality, but she's sort of this like kind of like ratchet hood like dream she's so she's brilliant she's comedically like brilliant and intentionally um and then she just dropped these two like mixtapes and everybody you know you know how like like 10 like five ten years ago like anytime somebody would get popular on reality tv they would like cut a pop album like heidi montag did it and like yeah paris hilton did it now it's sort of like the same thing with all of like these folks it's huge it's huge and she dropped these two rap things and everyone's like oh whatever but they were so good everybody was shocked as to how good she was and now this song is literally number three on billboard where'd she come from so this is my, I, I think I, these are the three no, songs no, of the summer, at least in New York. Not that one. I know, no. Vetoing the last one. Hasn't made it out here. Not a thing. It's a thing. It's a, a thing. Not a thing. Foolish. Uh, until we see it out here, it's not a thing. Where? Marin County? <laughs> uh, the Bay. That the song is probably huge universe. in the Bay. There's. N- I refuse to believe that that song's not being blasted all over Look, the dude. East Bay. I'm constantly in my car driving Radio One all over the Bay Area. I never hear people play that song. Just Whack. saying. Whack. Well, those first, the other two are definitely saying. Are definitely on the list. Other two, yes. Other two, I agree. Those are on the list. Those are around. Cardi B, I'll give you. I'll give you a couple weeks. Okay. You're gonna hear the it. summer solstice doesn't happen until I don't know. <laughs> It's probably already happened, actually. Okay, what's the show? What's the show of the summer? You say Game of Thrones. Uh, definitely Game of Thrones. What did we say it was? I don't know. I might have guessed. I might have guessed Game of Thrones. I think you did. I'm sure Uh, you did. We guessed. We guessed. I think we guessed. Snowfall. uh, That FX show. (laughs) Snowfall. That I have not seen. I haven't even seen one episode of it either. (laughs) I feel like I kept waiting for it to come out and then realized it was out. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Then I was like, ooh. Ah, we'll see. I still want to see it. I just don't know when. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Uh, So, 
My bad there. Didn't, okay. Wasn't Snowfall, that's for sure. Fair enough. Uh, hmm. What did we say the movie of the summer was going to be? That Avengers movie, I think, right? No, the, I th- the, the, no, we said Guardians of the Galaxy. We said Guardians of the Galaxy and we said Wonder Woman. And Wonder Woman was definitely the one that got, like, the most attention, like, got the most cumulative attention for a set amount of time. But I feel like it sort of, like, died down. I don't know what else has come out, really, that people have been, like, there's been Dunkirk. no Mad Max. Dunkirk has not been the movie of the summer. I know, like, 12 people that have seen really? it. <laughs> Uh, I've seen it. It's the only movie I saw this summer. I mean, there's. It is one of the better big big movies out this summer for sure. I think it's pretty. So. It's really spectacular. But I don't know what's mm. like. It's not like there's been no Mad Max. This movie that's sort of like a grower, right? Mm. Yes, only showers. No, no one's really whipped yeah. it out and it's like taken on a life of its own or anything. Yeah, and anything of the summer has to like grow gradually. It can't just, like, really arrive. I mean, it can arrive, but it's also sort of, like, word of mouth plays a role and it, like, gets bigger and bigger. It can't just, like... That's why these movies feel like bad choices. Like, they can't just make, like, 200 million opening weekends. Like, a kind of, like, whack criteria for... Yeah. Um, yeah, we what weren't we that, that like, bad. Didn't we, didn't, no, we were bad. Didn't we... <laughs> wasn't there, like, a trend of the summer that we guessed? Trend didn't of the summer? we do something else? Or, like, event of the summer? Didn't we guess there were... The like eclipse of, was the event of the event. summer, to be honest. <laughs> no, was it? Really? The eclipse came and went. It was like 24 <laughs> hours of stuff, and then it's gone. Um, I'd say we're living in a post-eclipse America. I don't know. <laughs> I'd say the tenor, yeah. the air is very different. The eclipse, no one fucking cares about. There's going to be another one in eight years. Everyone get over the goddamn eclipse. The eclipse was the biggest event of the year. <laughs> I think the biggest event is people starting to realize that the end of Game of Thrones is going to conclude with an aunt fucking her nephew. I can't wait for this show to end. I'm so (laughs) excited. I am so excited. I'm going to throw a finale party, but we will not be watching it. We'll just be celebrating the fact that it's over. There's another... You realize there's another, like, eight episodes. (gasps) Ah! This is only the second of the last season. Next season's the last season. Run me over, please. Um, well, and then we're they're still... doing a prequel. What? Series. Of what? Yeah. Of what? Of of the Targaryen oh my dynasty. God. Oh my god! Oh my god! This isn't gonna end anytime so. soon. Woo, no. this, I want to throw a party when it's over. So this is just like when Blake Lively announced that she was closing Preserve, her like weird lifestyle brand, and Rule and I threw a party of two for two. Closing up shop for Preserve. Say what? Closing up shop on Preserve. Yeah, closing up shop. <laughs> like literally, oh, wow. da- yeah, literally like um, – First entry, like, hi, guys. Like, this is going to be an amazing journey. Hey Second, wow, what a path. <laughs> if you would have told me yesterday that we'd be done after all this, I'd say you're crazy. Oh, yeah. No, we quite literally, I'm not kidding. Like, we bought champagne. We went on, we watched her Vogue 72 questions where she, like, announces the beginning of Preserve and laughed at it. Popped open the champagne. <laughs> we literally popped open the champagne. Both Rule and I changed into, into formal wear and then went through the site, read out loud, like, the letter announcing the end and, like, cried with joy. We literally screamed. One of the best days of my life. Oh, you, guys are, you guys are cute. Yeah, and cruel. Very cruel. Um, speaking, yeah, speaking, of, <laughs> speaking of cruelty... Um, let's discuss this boxing match that is happening currently. Yeah. (laughs) 
No, it's happening on Saturday. Is that on Saturday? Saturday? Night, probably around midnight. Where is it probably airing? Showtime? Is it, uh, it's on pay-per-view. It's pay-per-view? like 100 bucks. 100 bucks. Yeah. Dude, yeah. what a racket. Boxing is a racket. Yeah, boxing's crazy. Boxing, well, yeah, it's crazy, but it's like becoming so, I mean, it's so irrelevant that this is the fight that is like, like exciting people like it used to like boxing used to be a net like a sport like this where people would everyone would watch it right but now you need this like crazy sideshow of a fight and it's going to be over in like two seconds right right right. yeah it used to be that boxing itself was like kind of enough and now it has to be a whole thing i mean may so floyd mayweather who is the last the last big fight also involved floyd mayweather it was him and manny pacquiao so he's yeah, so the mayweather's the biggest boxer fight. in the world right now is that the idea yeah i mean but he retired a couple years ago he was supposed to retire. He's now forty years old. Basically, he got drawn out of retirement because this dude, this MMA fighter who doesn't box, but this dude by the name of Conor McGregor, he's kind of like this loud mouth dude who talks a lot of shit, mm-hmm. and he's good at MMA, but he talks a lot of shit, and he's maybe not as good as the amount of shit he talks. He talks a lot so of like racially like questionable shit as well. Well. Uh, that's happened a couple times, but a lot, I mean, he'll go after, I, I mean, he doesn't discriminate against who he talks shit about. It's not like he. No, he doesn't, but he like, guys. he paints Floyd Mayweather yeah. as this like crazy, I mean like, and he is like Floyd Mayweather. I hate Floyd Mayweather, but he like frames him as this like angry, crazy, like violent person. Like he's used this sort of like really sort of coded. I mean, I almost don't think he realizes what he's doing because again, those are like kind of American triggers and he is, he's from like right. Dublin, right? He's a. He's Irish, yeah, he's, he's from Dublin. He's Irish, so he doesn't really know, but within the context of, like, an American spectacle, I find his language doesn't to look be kind good, of... so good. Yeah, Yeah, when he's good. going dance, boy, dance. When he said dance, boy, dance, that was crazy. Okay, see, but that's an example where I'm like, where does he think that's from? <laughs> like, yeah. what is the other context that he would have witnessed that if not through, like, slave entertainment? <laughs> like, minstrel shows. Like, I don't know, I just am like... Ugh, like what to what degree are we gonna like let so this it's been pretty yeah so anyway it's been a pretty brutal lead up to it a lot of like racially charged stuff out of the mcgregor camp that yeah maybe he doesn't really understand the full weight of because he's irish yes. i don't really know how like they consume american culture over there like when i was over there there's a county and they, they like root for their county sports or whatever so everybody roots for their own county's mm-hmm. like football team or whatever and so there's this county down there and their nicknames are the rebels and their logo is the confederate battle flag no and so it's like that's weird this one county in ireland's just like decked head to toe in confederate battle flags but then you ask them and it's like well yeah because the confederates are rebels and they don't really like they don't understand the full weight of it right Right. That's just a personal experience that I had in Ireland. That's really interesting. I don't know if that's like what, yeah, maybe that's what's going through McGregor's head when he says shit like that. Yeah, well, what you're you're saying is that like he has like the iconography and he sort of has like the the canon of references, but he doesn't understand like what their (laughs) roots are, like what the triggers of them are. Maybe, or he's just a dumbass, or he's actually racist. I have no idea. Is it rude for me to say, like, is it rude for me to ask this question, but like, are there really smart boxers? (laughs) Uh, is that like a rude question? No, I mean, yeah, getting battered in the head repeatedly is not really good for your intelligence. Right. That's 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 like easy to say. Muhammad Ali was a pretty smart guy. 
But, this uh, this yeah. is true, but that's like a different era, right? I mean, I don't know anything about right. this shit, but that just feels like a like a truly different. That feels like a different sport somehow to me. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, no, you're right. I mean, there's not really a boxer today that's really bright. I mean, and even Mayweather, he's a piece of shit. And I he can't he can't Mayweather. read. Lloyd Mayweather can't read. Uh, there is that really funny clip of him doing live reads at a radio show, and he like is having the hardest time. He yes, live reads. I mean, look, like the whole thing about Mayweather not being able to read. Like, I don't even like. It's not that I want to make fun of him because I think it's funny. He can't read. I think it's sad. Like, this dude is. is It's really sad. I mean, I think we talked about this during the Pacquiao fight. But like, what is like, like what it like what like this guy is being paid handsomely to sacrifice his body and he can't even read. And who are, like, the... I mean, he's sort of a partner of whatever is, like, presenting the boxing match, right? He's making money both as, like, a boxer and as, like, a producer. Money Mayweather. Money Mayweather. How much is he making off this? Yeah. He'll probably make, like, I don't know, a couple hundred hundred million. Yo, that's, like, so intense to me. That's, like, so intense. McGregor's gonna make... McGregor's gonna make, like, I don't know, maybe ten million... It's going to fucking be nothing compared to what Mayweather gets. Mayweather makes multiple hundreds of millions of dollars for these fights. I think so. Jesus Christ. I don't think my... No, I don't think you're wrong. I'm just like saying it out loud to myself. Yeah. (laughs) And he promotes his own shit, so yeah, you're right. Are you going to watch? I'll try to. I'm not going to pay for the pay-per-view, but I'll like... Find a stream. Try to go to a bar that has it on. Yeah. A bar is more fun. The stream's really hard. yeah, bar's more fun, and the stream is really hard to find, actually. Right, they make it hard. Yeah. Yeah, what is that, up with but... these fights? I don't know, like, who's going to them? Are there celebrities watching? Like, it seems like such a gnarly night out. <laughs> Dude, it's gonna be, like, a night where, like, Lil Wayne's there, and, like, Rihanna Z shows up, and probably, sure. I feel like Rihanna They'll would probably go. probably go. Who else? I mean, name a celebrity that's popular, a famous person who you'd be like, "Whoa, cool! They're there. They're going to be there." I feel like Taylor Swift will be front row with a whip. Do you think Taylor Swift is going to be there sporting a Hitler stash? Yeah, I think she's going to be sporting like a Hitler stash and a cute new haircut with like an A-line bang that looks like Adolf. Um, and she's right. going to have her like cool black friend who is going to be like in chains, and she won't understand why that's a problem. That's my opinion. Right. What? 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 Yeah. What? Okay. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> that's her. Uh, so that's the lowdown on the Mayweather thing. And if Conor McGregor wins, it'll be like the biggest. Everyone, every, if Conor McGregor wins, A, prepare for him to not go away for a long time. Right, because it's going to be such an and, upset. Yes. And B, like, yeah, it's just going to dominate the news cycle if he wins. Wait, so tell me this. <clears throat> Floyd Mayweather, I, I, what I know about him is that he's famous and he's, like, a great businessman. But is he also, like, guaranteed to win? Is he expected to win this fight because he's a really good boxer as well? I think he's undefeated. He's, he's like, undefeated. He's, he's, like, 49 and 0. Yeah, Damn. So right? is there a chance? Why, why are you musing the fact that McGregor could beat him? Because he could. I'm, like, well, I mean, it just could happen. happen. Wow. Mayweather could, like, slip and then McGregor punches him or I don't know. Anything could happen, but, like. I'm just saying, if you were to put money on a, on on a on a on a on Conor McGregor and he were to win, I think you would. Yeah, you would make a lot of money. I think he's like twenty to one odds right now. Damn, that's so intense. I mean, I don't know what I hope for. I basically hope that like this just ends. <laughs> yeah, 
like not invested in either situation, but would love if McGregor won just for like the theater of it. That'd be a pretty fun fight or just like a great movie. It would be fun to watch. Yeah, everyone would go crazy. So hot. Um, so, I don't know. I mean, are you going to watch it? Where are you going to watch it? I bar? don't know. Where can I watch it? Do I have to pay to go to a bar? They probably charge, right? Blacked out. Some places will charge you. And give you unlimited drink or just charge you for the ability to watch it? Unlimited drink? Is that a thing? <laughs> well, you know what's funny? On on Saturday, I'm going to actually be spending the day in um, in Long Island. So do you think there's like a good chance there's going to be a bar that plays it in Long Island? It feels like a Long Island ass event. <laughs> what are you saying about the residents of Long Island? That they love boxing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure you could find a bar that will have the boxing match on. Tie, huh? Why are you going to be in Long Island? I'm going to go visit my friend who's in town from the West Coast whose boyfriend's parents are from Long Island. So she's just going to be like hanging in Jesus Long Island. I'm going Christ. up for the day to hang at the parents' house. <laughs> Fuck. What a fucking mouthful. <laughs> like how many degrees of separation can we get? Yeah. Jeez and I'm and I'm bringing Louise. Hoyce. <laughs> oh my jeez, Louise. And then hopefully we'll find a bar in Long Island to watch. Fingers crossed. Huh. Are you going to get drunk? Are you going to drink a lot of Long Island iced teas? Yeah, I want to yeah, I want to blackout before the fight even begins. I want to basically start my own fight. What do you think? Yeah. Would you watch a boxing match with me and Floyd Mayweather? What if that was the next big one? You get your fucking ass pounded, man. <laughs> Wait, tell me you, more. <laughs> you get fucked up, dude. He would wreck you. Imagine us face to face and be like, I don't think so, Floyd. Like during all like the buzz, like the press buzz before. He would cave your face in. Your face would be permanently <laughs> dented inside of your head. Why do I, I'm not even kidding, why do I feel like I could beat him? <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't know, I don't know. Like, I'm not even trying to, like, like brag, but I have, like, a good feeling I could beat him. <laughs> Would you do something tricky, like, like, throw sand in his eyes or something? <laughs> you know, I would have a lot of, like, gypsy tricks. They'd be like, three, two, yeah. one, go! And I would immediately throw, like, glitter in his face and, like, jump over him like a bat. <laughs> and then he, like, doesn't know where I am, and I'm actually, like, hanging, like, on his leg. And he just, like, is looking around for me, but I'm, like, under him the whole time. A and lot he, of deception. That's yeah, a lot of deception. Like, he would look down, and I'd be like, <sighs> and I would, like, bite his penis off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He'd bite his penis off. Yeah. Or, or, like, he would, like, think he's beating me, but then he looks, and it's the ref. And I and the ref is actually me in disguise, and I like jump on his back and go like, <sighs> and like bite his neck, and then disappear again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for some reason you get overtaken by your animal spirit, and maybe you <laughs> stood a chance. Yeah, like I decide to box Floyd Mayweather and actually like devolve into like some mix of like gremlin and like saber tooth tiger, right. like. <laughs> yeah. You devolve into Homo erectus, and you just your animal bestiality takes over. I'm always a Homo erectus, but right. that's just me. <laughs> my favorite move would be my the one where you like back up into the wires, and they like spring you forward. But I would spring forward like in the air with like my feet and hands like <laughs> directed at his chest, and I would like latch on and never get off. Okay. And he'd be like, the, ah, and I'd like, be like ah. <laughs> the th the thing of like running into the ropes that's wrestling that's an entirely different sport 
<laughs> what did I say? <laughs> no, that's wrestling. <laughs> yeah, that's wrestling. Well, I would do. A, I would do. Boxing, I would do right? a mix of like MMA, um, boxing, wrestling, and then like whatever happens in the animal kingdom. That would be like my. Movement. So you want like, right? You want like, you want like back alley rules boxing. Yeah. With Floyd Mayweather. Definitely. Like I want to like okay, bite off his. Hardcore. I want to bite off his Achilles tendons in like the first few minutes. <laughs> That's dark, dude. It's I'm really not gonna lie. And the audience is just quiet, like, oh my fucking god, like just like so disgusted. I'm like covered in blood, like <laughs> Mayweather, okay. like oh yikes. <laughs> yeah. All right. Okay, so Devil Tongue goes to the NFL. Um, the NFL. The NFL is an institution for what, Jack? For failing to acknowledge... Um, for just being lame about how they're handling... Well, yeah, I mean, it's a shitty situation, but basically Colin Kaepernick should be on an NFL team, and he's not. And it's because the owners are like, oh, I don't know, I don't want like a distraction on my football team, blah, blah, blah. But at the same time, there's a ton of teams that could use them. So It's yeah. fucked up. They're racist. <laughs> this is about race. There's no other yeah. thing about it. It's crazy to me. Yeah. Oh, right. Uh, oh, but the good friends are different, but we're still on the double time. Yeah, no, it's, it's true. Yeah, they don't like Colin for uh, the stance that he's taking and how he's making this issue visible. And They're acting like his stance is radioactive. Like, literally, yeah. it's, it's not. It shouldn't be unless you're racist. <laughs> is it not that simple? Right. <laughs> but, no, I agree. Like, that's the litmus test for whether or not you're racist. You see Colin Kaepernick and you get offended. And you don't understand where he's coming from. (laughs) Would you employ Colin Kaepernick? Why don't you employ Colin Kaepernick to work for you? Ooh, maybe he can train me for my Mayweather fight. (laughs) Right. Yes, he can be your trainer. Maybe my famous move can be an homage to him, like, like, sitting and not standing. And it's I sit under Floyd Mayweather and bite his penis off. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you, like, immediately start to fight by kneeling like Kaepernick does. And yes. And they go, like, what the hell? And then and I'm, like, Right when you ah! your hands on <laughs> side, yeah, then you go for the Achilles. <laughs> and I just have two really sharp teeth constantly dripping blood, like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Why is the image of me, like, darting around, like, like an absolute animal so funny? Because <laughs> like, you are kind of just, like, a little person i am I'm kind of a rat i'm literally just like a rabid rat <laughs> i eat like a mouse and i fight like a rat <laughs> so the nfl's the devil tongue yes the argument of the nfl teams is like he gets so much press the amount of attention he gets doesn't outweigh his abilities as a football player not worth it it's like the same thing that happened to i was telling you about this earlier 
Kind of similar, not the same thing. It's kind of similar to because if Michael Sam was as good as Kaepernick was, he would be on a football team right now. Mm-hmm. I agree that because it's like he's taking this stance against like you know people perceive it to be a stance against America and the American flag, but really he's just like exercising even, his right to protest. Yes, even though he's literally yeah, exactly. Even though the exercise Which is itself is like, a celebration of America and all right. of its values, that is like the, arguably the most American thing you could do. Right, it always uh, is. That's pr- always protesting. the hypocrisy yeah. of like saying that protest is un-American. It's always the most insane right. argument. It's like you don't even know where to start with that argument. So that's ironic. But, uh, yeah, anyway, I think because it's like such a, people find it so divisive, this especially, it's like, yeah, he's definitely getting blackballed from, I, it's it's not blackballed, but it is blackballed because like he could be on a team and he could be contributing, but He's not because of this stance that he's taking. Right. And so if you flip it, what is... Like, imagine that this was a negotiation, like a contract negotiation. If this action has resulted in his not getting signed, what would be the thing that they would present as an alternative? It would be stop protesting in order to keep playing, right? Like, that would be... Uh, That's the other side of it. No. Well, it's funny because now... I think it's... Like, even... he, He said, like... This year, I'm not going to protest by kneeling. He said that already. He's, like, already come out and been like, okay, like, I did it for that year. This year, I'm just going to focus on football. Like, no more kneeling. Mm-hmm. So, whatever. So, it's not even like he would be having to, like, face those questions every day. I feel like now it's just, like, the cat's out of the bag and there's no way for him to put it back. It's almost like you get Kaepernick. You, you get all of the stuff that he brings with him, even if he's not going to protest anymore. Right. Um, but yeah, I mean, if it was a, I, yeah, like you said, I think if it was a white guy, I mean, he would be on a football team, I think. Right. I mean, yeah, it's crazy. It's just like so crazy to me. Like, how can you have like a white supremacist like rally full of people who feel white people who feel slighted by changes happening in the country and like that act of protest, which is a retaliation for where they think they've been failed by this country is like chill. And then Colin Kaepernick's is not like. It's just, like, so crazy to me. It's so funny when, like, racism and, like, hypocrisy are this transparent because you just feel like you're literally in a room looking around and, like, baffled as to how people can, with a straight face, argue anything else. Like, it always surprises me. It always surprises me when it's, like, this blatant, you know? Yeah. But also, it shouldn't surprise anybody. It shouldn't surprise anybody. Right. It shouldn't surprise anybody. It's just like those people who put the black power fist up in the Olympics, like the late mid-70s or whatever. Like, it's always volatile. 1968. 1968. What a year, too. Hot year. Right. Shit was cooking. So, they get the devil tongue. The NFL sucks. Uh, but our good friend uh, is that, like, one white guy who's, like, also kneeling or whatever. <laughs> Whitey, Whitey McWhiterson from the Browns. Yeah, Whitey Stevens from the Browns, ironically. Whitey, Jerry Smith is his name. Jerry Smith? He's fake. It's not, it's not, it's not not Jerry Smith. His name is Seth, uh, what is it? Seth, oh, Seth DeValve. Seth DeValve. He's tight end on the Browns. Love yeah. it. The fact that he's playing for a team called the Browns, like, this universe has a right. sense of humor. <laughs> so, he is part of a larger group protest that players in the Browns are participating in. Mm-hmm. And it's like a group of players that are kneeling. But then, it's kind of interesting because, like, 
they're kneeling, but then if you like zoom out on the picture, there's like a couple players who are close to these guys, and they're like, they're still stand. The players who are close are standing up, and they still have their hands over their hearts, but they're touching the kneeling players. Mm. And so there's there's among the standing players who are touching the kneeling players. There's also a white guy. So there's like a white and a, there's like a one white guy and a half a white guy. There's like a tier. It's like a tier system of yeah. ally of it's allyship. Just like, <laughs> yeah, and like the half the half point is like, okay, I'm like with you. I understand where you're coming from, but like I'm also not totally committed. I don't understand that. Like, are they celebrating the kneeling player's right to kneel? Is that what it's about? Right. They're just really excited that somebody got to sit down because yeah. they're so tired of standing. Right. <laughs> yeah. I mean, really, yeah, I don't know. I if Part of me feels like they should just do away with the national anthem before sporting events anyway. I find that kind of weird. Oh, God, dude, but then that's sort of the equivalent of the taking down of the Confederate statues. Because you're sort of like, yeah. you're going to like the highest, you're going to like the symbolic gesture instead of addressing the sort of like systemic issue, right? Yeah. Like, imagine the reaction yeah. of the country if it was like, we're no longer going to, do this American godly tradition before this sport. It would be the yeah. ultimate, like, how much more can you take away from us? Right. Like, Yeah, it would be crazy. And But that's dumb. No one else does it. They don't fucking do it in England when they play soccer. Right, they don't. This country is so obsessed with itself. football around. Yeah, they're just like, football. whatever. Yeah. I mean, in the international game where it's like England versus Scotland, yeah, they do it, but that's different. I understand playing it before a national event. Right. But if it's like the fucking New York Yankees and half the players are from the Dominican Republic, like, right. what's really the point? Yeah, I mean, what's the point yeah, of being like, oh, sir, can right. you yeah. see? Like, okay, like, just play this game. Yeah. Right. God, America Whatever. is so extra. What an extra country. Like, God. Hmm. Well. We're extra. This has been an episode primarily so about white people black people and it's really been a very political episode but it's not exactly about politics <laughs> but everything's political like very political taylor swift that discussion of taylor swift was entirely about politics <laughs> i meant the song not, was mentioned for like me. three seconds i think the song sh- is shitty and that's what that was my opinion yeah that was definitely that was the extent of it um and what was the other one Kaepernick, he should be on an NFL team. He's good. I don't understand. What, whatever. Put him in. Just, put him in. Just put him in. Yeah. T- meanwhile, Tom Brady like is said, Donald Trump's best friend. <laughs> right. Don- Tom Brady had a MAGA hat in his locker room. Right. All year last year. Right. So. Yeah. If Tom but Brady shows up with that hat, it's chill, right? <laughs> yeah. Fuck you, Giselle. Fuck you, like Giselle. Hell. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's what I literally call that house. I sort of call their kids Jizz Hell. Um, (laughs) Listeners, thank you so much for being Americans, for being listeners, for being alive, and for being supporters of my upcoming fight with Floyd Mayweather. Yeah, I support you. Yeah, thank you so much. I want to reach out. I want to reach out and thank at Mr. Leonard Kim for just following me on Twitter. I'm pretty sure this guy's a bot. Mm. So, thank you. Leonard, thank you so... We do it for you. You know what I mean? It's a labor of love. We do it it for you. We do it for you. We do it for you. Um, To robots everywhere. To robots everywhere and the people who make them, we say, (laughs) B-movie. B-movie. A B-movie to you. 
And to you. Be freaking movie. <laughs> and be freaking. Give a little time for the child within you. Don't be afraid to be young and free. Undo the locks and throw away the keys. And take off your shoes and socks and run you. La, 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 la.